Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Who Launch on this lovely Wednesday afternoon. It's not our regular taping time. I think Dakota and I are a little scattered today because it's not a Friday. So we normally tape these on a Friday and it's Wednesday and I think we're just like, what's happening? Anyway, what's new, Dakota? Welcome to Zoom again. We're still Zooming because Alberta's in a whole other kettle of fish. We'll talk about that in a second, but welcome back to Zoom. Um. Yeah, honestly, for those of you who haven't figured it out yet, being a business owner is just a whole kettle of fish and we're always scattered. (laughs) But we're We're a bit of a hot mess most of the time, we will fully admit. And it's not a bad thing. I think it's really advantageous and important to recognize that you're not perfect like ever um, and that you have to embrace the hot mess attitude as long as, you know, it's serving you in some way, shape, or form. (laughs) <laughs> kind of yeah if you could if you can uh, if you if you can present yourself as a quality hot mess i think you've won the game i mean really we should yeah. put that on a t-shirt quality, hot, quality mess. hot mess oh oh my god i'm writing that write down. that down i'm writing it down quality hot mess speaking of t-shirts and swag i'm not even going to tell you when everybody but we are coming out with swag and it is going to be bomb.com so yeah it's basically Alyssa and Dakota printed on shirts. Yeah. So for those Minus, of you... Yeah. For those of you who've listened to the cast a little while, you know our weird uh, sayings and our... Um, uh, Just uh, Alyssa yeah. and Dakota-isms. Yeah. Isms. Yeah. So... Um, Alyssa has a rant, but before we start with that, I just want to give you guys a really hilarious hot mess story that happened this morning. So this morning I get up, you know, just normal, like, thing that I do in the morning, whatever. But I decide, I get up, you know, (laughs) and because I'm working from home and I have nowhere to really go today, um, I threw on like a green, oversized green day bandy t-shirt and like no bra. (laughs) And I'm like driving my dog to daycare because she had a haircut today. And yes, my dog goes to daycare. And uh, I call Alyssa and I'm like, Hey man, we should totally work together today and tape the cast in person for once because we can still do that just because you're in my cohort and whatever. And she's like, Yeah, totally. And then I look at my calendar just to triple check that like I can do that. And I had a freaking uh, immunization appointment. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, it's in a half an hour. So yeah, I like drove to the Calgary Tellus Convention Center in my Hot Mess Express outfit. Thankfully, I had like a jacket in the back because. For those of you who are female, I don't know about you, but I always feel incredibly comfortable when I'm like braless and you can tell and I just feel kind of gross. So I like go into the Tellus Convention Center, all hot mess express and get my immunization. I feel like I got shot in the arm, but I'm very excited that the process has started. Yeah. The COVID vaccine, man. My appointment's next Wednesday. So um, that would be... What would be what I would... My my tip to everybody today is go get vaccinated. The sooner that happens, the sooner that we can all move on with our lives. I think uh, it's really important that everybody gets the jab, and uh, we are excited that uh, we are going to be fully, fully ready to go for the summer now with our 
COVID vaccines. Well, and by the way, too, they lowered the age uh, down to, I don't know, I don't know exactly what it is, but you should check just because things are changing like almost on a weekly basis around who's able to get it. Uh, The reason I was able to get mine is because I have asthma and I have been in the hospital in the last couple of years dealing with asthmatic symptoms. Um, so I do kind of more or less have a bit of a pre-existing condition. So I, I was able to go and get mine for that reason. So check in on that because if you have certain things that you're dealing with um, in terms of conditions, like an autoimmune disorder, obviously that kind of sucks, but you know, you'll be able to get your vaccine faster. So yeah. And follow the science. Don't don't follow what your weird uncle on Facebook is saying about the vaccines. Like, listen to the listen to doctors and science because that's yeah. the one thing we don't need any more of is is crazy misinformation out there at the moment because um, the world's already a crazy enough place. We don't need uh, everybody ranting about uh, vaccines and being anti-vax at this moment because it's too important. Um, I think I'm on the list for AstraZeneca. That's the one I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna get. I got the um, Pfizer one. Do you get Pfizer? Yeah, I think I'm... Or Pfizer. And that's the other thing too. Like, I mean, Pfizer. get what is offered. Don't sit and be all prissy about what vaccine. Just get it. They're all the same. And don't tell me, talk to me about side effects and nonsense because as women, we've all been on the pill for decades and there's way more complications Lots. from being on the pill yep. than getting this vaccine. So there's my... Let's well, actually not my rant. That's her first be. rant. That's <laughs> my first rant. Just get the jab, people. <laughs> It's a good one. Yeah. All right, Alyssa, I'm going to let you dive in here on your actual rant. I'm excited to hear this one. Apparently, it is just rant day today, but uh, the vaccine thing just came up. It wasn't, that wasn't a pre-planned rant, but I just had to do that. But this is my lady rant for today. So we all understand and we've all seen the entire landscape of the world economy changing in the last year due to COVID. And how people are doing business and how business is being done is has changed the last year. And it will continue to change as we move forward and people choose how they want to work and to not go back to an office. And um, whether your company has everybody work online or some people can come back, there's going to be a lot of different options for how people want to work and be an employee or be a business owner moving forward. So here's my what I've noticed in the last few weeks or so. So being a business owner and being a consultant, um, we are always aware of projects or potential um, businesses that require assistance or things like that, that we submit proposals to and people send us business that we, or prospective business that we do um, proposals for, et cetera, et cetera. What I've noticed in the last few weeks for as much as business and how we do business has changed, it appears that so many businesses are quickly reverting back to that old school traditional model of nine to five full-time employees um, when they're advertising for, for positions or for project work. And what led me to sort of delve into this a little bit is because in, in the last... Um, month and a half or so, I've been approached a couple times and I saw a project. Um, so within three different op- opportunities um, that were presented and I did proposals and I did the whole thing that were that came back to me and said, well, we're really looking for this to be 
a employee position or like a part-time employee or a contract employee because the, pro- the the work was all just project work. Like it was like a three-month project for this or a, a six-month project to, to do this, yada, yada. And I was just sort of stunned at that because I'm like, well, first of all, you know, I'm a consultant and a business owner. So that what led you to believe that I wanted to be an employee um, when you contacted me or when when I submitted a proposal, it's clear I have um, my own business. And second of all, what is that mentality that you require an employee for short-term project work? Like the cost of that alone is ridiculous. And is it, and also it's remote. So you can do it from anywhere. Like it's not like you have to be in an office. So it just got me thinking about this sudden move for businesses to to I don't know if it's a panic move or I don't know if it's it's like everything else is out of their control so they're going to revert back to this controlling style of 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 work but even if I was an employee right now like aside from just being a consultant that would really be concerning to me because if I was an employee who had worked from home for the past year and did my work and blah, 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 that if my employer was now going to demand that I go back to an office, I would be really concerned about that because I'd be like, well, I don't, I don't want to. I got my work done. But to me, it's, it feels like a control mechanism. Like the business owners have so little control over what's going on around them that that's like the one thing they can control is, is their employees. And then if, you, if they hire employees, then as, as opposed to outside contractors, it gives them more leverage. So I don't know if this is a trend I'm seeing or if I've just, because it's happened to me, I've just been more cognizant of it. But I find it really interesting that after all this time that businesses haven't quite caught up to the changing landscape of the economy. Am I wrong? No. I, I've seen some interesting trends too. Um, I've seen a lot, and you know, I don't cast blame on businesses right now in the sense that no, everybody's just totally floundering in some way, shape, or form, kind of. Um, but I think there's a lot of indecision around what's best, and and a lot of focus on budgets, but like in the wrong way. But I think the biggest thing people are looking for right now is like ease of process. So I think where businesses are at it, or is it's like, I'm going to go back to my old business model because it's easier than adapting to change. Right. It's comfortable. Right? It's comfortable. It's like, oh, I've, I've had enough surprises. I'm not comfortable right now adapting to more change. So what can we do to make this super easy, super fast? How can we find the most dedicated person that we can used to you know the max with with how um, with the resource that we're going to be bringing them on for um so i think that's a really cool segue into today's conversation because we're going to just chat a little bit about building a business that's pandemic proof and what we've kind of learned over the last uh you know year and a half and one of the things i would say that would be a really good lesson for contractors who are experiencing this this issue that Alyssa mentioned in her rant is figuring out 
if your business model and services are easy to access and easy to use. And again, if they fit a gap that is missing in the marketplace, um, any good entrepreneur or business owner will, will kind of understand what something called product market fit is. And essentially what it is, is something that fits within the marketplace that's been proven that there's concrete evidence, You know, whether it's that you've been in business for 6 years and you've done really well and you haven't had to fold and you know, you've got a, reven- a pretty strong revenue stream or you've done consumer research before starting your business that says people are actually looking for what you're offering. So realigning what you're doing with all of those things right now is super important um, because if your website sucks, if you don't have your phone number or email on your social media accounts, um, if people can't reach you or they have no clue what you do or your pricing is really unclear and it just makes it harder and harder and harder for consumers to work with you, they're going to go to the next person or they're going to hire internally. Yeah, I agree with that too. I think... um... It's been interest. It's been an interesting process. Oh, I hate the word process, but here we are. Um, through this last year and a bit, to see businesses that have figured it out and those that haven't, and those that figured it out early. And I think we were probably all having this same discussion back in March of 2020, trying to talk to small businesses and trying to get them to understand that if you're not online right now, you're done. And it was a really big, especially like for restaurants and and and, and what a crazy ride it's been for restaurants. But if you are a restaurant now in April of 2021, who has yet to figure out how to do takeout and how to engage your community online... Well, first of all, I don't I don't doubt that you probably don't exist anymore. But if you haven't still done that, I don't have a lot of sympathy for the complaining and the sort of overwrought histrionics of like COVID ruin your ruining your business because you've you've seen you've had the opportunity to adapt. I'm just using restaurants as an example. I mean, this goes for every business, but you've had the opportunity to adapt and you didn't, or you chose not to, now the world has kind of left you behind. Like we are now at the point as we shift out of immediate pandemic um, crisis, and now we're getting into post-pandemic economy of what that looks like. And it does look like continued online, continued remote, continued e-commerce, all of those sorts of things that have just sort of ramped up exponentially in the last year. And if you aren't on the train or you are sitting on the train but haven't left the tracks in a year, it's going to be very, very tough for you to catch up. And you you can see the businesses that have have been able to adapt to that change very well and the ones that haven't. And I think from our perspective as consultants and companies of less than five people, what I've noticed the most with my business and the things that I I didn't realize until I was in it, and that you that when the pandemic hit as of March 2020 and we were all just like, what's happening? 
is I hadn't appropriately set up my business to have multiple streams of revenue. I relied like 100% for my business income on clients and client revenue and client work. And when you quickly realize that your clients are closed or your clients aren't, um, especially with me working in tourism and stuff and there is no tourism sector and you're suddenly like, oh, wait a minute. My like, whatever, my train of, of income is no longer. And I didn't do the due diligence to set up other ways to be bringing in money. And so for myself, I have spent this year looking at those other opportunities and what that looks like so that we know that there'll be another, some sort of crisis, whether it's a pandemic or whether it's a, it could be anything, natural disaster, that my business is more secure than it was a year ago going into a pandemic. That is such a good point, Alyssa. And I have some questions for you around what you're doing to open up those revenue streams. But before I dive into that, I just want to say, I've been in a similar position to Alyssa in the sense that we've always been so busy. Like, and I feel extremely lucky for that. Obviously, we work really hard and we have a good we have a good reputation. Um, but like if word of mouth marketing is your only stream of getting clients, it's easy to lean on that because it's easy, right? And so I've had to do the same thing where like I was lucky enough that that was still happening, touch wood, <laughs> uh, was still happening for us. And we had a pretty good year last year. Um, and this year so far has been pretty good as well. But yeah, like in Alyssa and I didn't start the podcast as a revenue thing, but like because no. well, it, we don't a, make any money. No, but it but no. it's a passion project that's taken off. Like even in the time that we did our last cast, and now we've had like an additional three hundred downloads. So it's been really great. And eventually, I think it would you know we want to create a couple of things that both feed our passion and fill our cup, but while also could open us up for other opportunities. That being said, two of the things that I've done over the last year in knowing that we need to scale up as social-centric is I've gone from a one-person consultant role to a consultancy role. And we're actually rebranding our entire business model, which has been in the works for almost a year and a half now. It's finally coming to fruition. Um, and it's 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 coming fast. So we're turning 5 in June and I'm hoping that it will all launch by then. But essentially... We've turned into a collective of really talented consultants, Alyssa included, that we do work, you know, as much as we can together. Um, and so we're kind of rebranding into something bigger and more capable for clients and attacking that like non-agency model as much as we can. And then on top of that, um, hiring a business coach if you can afford it, just to help you, because I've sat down how many times in front of my business plan and been like, how the hell do I do this? Like, I have no idea how to scale up. I don't know like how to model or create margins for if I have to hire staff. Like, how do, how do I do all this? How do I financially model for a company that I didn't initially envision? So for me, I've done that. And then the other thing that I think is very important is I've kind of looked at other provinces that I'm really passionate about and the different businesses there. And I've tried as much as I can over the last year to get into other markets. 
So we've broken into the Ontario market. We've broken into the BC market. We've got a couple clients in both of those provinces, which has been really great for us. Just in case, you know, Alberta, Alberta is is very boom and bust. So just having the opportunity to work in other markets is really important. And frankly, I do want to be launching programs and services that will be, you know, national um, and into the states as well, because I'd like to have those options. And I'd also like to really work with talented subcontractors all over the world because the more connections you make, the frankly, the more business you're probably going to get. So those would be my kind of two high-level tips. But Alyssa, is there anything locally that you've been doing or anything that you can give us in terms of uh, like things we could be doing to, to adapt to, to more revenue streams? Yeah. So a few... Um... A few of the things that I have done and I'm doing um, that I think are are good staples for for consultants and small businesses to look at. The first thing I'm doing and that I've done is is when this all hit um, last year, as I said, pretty much all of my uh, clientele was tourism or cultural based. That was really where my hat was. And then you quickly realize that if one of your sectors or one of your um, main income streams um, goes down, like the funnel of that is down and you don't have another funnel that supports the other part, um, it quickly becomes apparent that you've sort of put all your eggs in one basket. So what I've um, done this year or through 2020 now into 2021 is diversify the types of clients that I work with. And I won't... Well, I've always made this a a policy of mine. I don't work with multiple uh, clients of the same sector very much. Uh, I just find that to be a disservice to clients, really. If you're um, working with multiple businesses that are the same, I, I find it a bit of a conflict of interest, but that's my own personal moral thought on that. But um, so... I have made a conscious effort to have clientele in multiple different sectors. So therefore, if something happens to one area, you're not losing, you're still having income from other areas. And the one the one area that I found most consistent is I've kind of gone back to my government roots. I mean, I used to work in government um, a millennia ago, but... Um, because governments are always consistent. Like nothing really happens from a government perspective. So um, right now I'm doing um, more government consulting work than I ever have in the last six years, but it's what's required. And it's, it's building that while the other parts of my business start to recover, like tourism and culture and such and such. The other thing that I have spent considerable time on in the last year into this year is monetizing me as a service, like me as a person outside of my business and monetizing me in terms of speaking engagements. I've done um, more of those since um, COVID than ever before, speaking at conferences, speaking on webinars. And right now, it's not a huge revenue generator, but it's like our podcast. That's not, was it the purpose? But the purpose was to be able to start doing those things. So then I actually can start monetizing. And if you want me to speak at your conference or you want me to speak to your business or you want me to, to, 
to, to speak at a, at a, at a seminar, I'll charge for that. So that was a big thing for me too, because, um, when you are, um, a business owner, you do want, you do sort of get too attached to your own business and you forget that you're a person unto yourself. So that's been really actually quite, um, professionally, uh, exciting for me to have those opportunities that I have earned as me, um, over 20 years of work that I now, um, get asked to speak at things. So that was the, the, the other thing that was really um, beneficial. And the third thing, and I have not done this as well as um, like a, a colleague of my, of ours, um, Maggie, who created an actual e-commerce like a la carte service for her consultancy where people can go on um, to her website and actually pick and choose what they, um, they want for a service. It's kind of a cool model. But that is something that I'm working towards, not in that vein, but actually monetizing my services. So, um, having, um, uh, toolkits or that people can download uh, marketing plan templates or like things that I speak about, um, that they can sort of access. Like if they can't afford me, then for this, then you can just sort of download and, um, do it yourself and sort of a more of a passive, income stream, so to speak. But I think those are sort of the ways of the future. I had one friend and I were talking about a couple of weeks ago about like self-publishing books. Like now with Amazon and its self-publishing option, like to even be publishing um, like marketing books or, I mean, I'm just using, I would never do that, but <laughs> I think there's enough of that. But we all have interests or skill sets that we might want to just put down on paper. And it, with a self-publishing model, you can, you can sell your own book on your website. Those also, are just some of the things I've I've been doing this last year. I love it. Alyssa, why not? I would love to read a book by you. Maybe it's Maybe it's like a super witty repartee collection of poetry about marketing or like a very like... Alyssa style in your face account of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. I thought about doing, <laughs> thought about doing like, you know, those um, Instagram, there's a, uh, those Instagram accounts. I think there's one for social media. It's like the, the under, the, the undercover social media manager or whatever it's called. And they like, Oh, oh I'll send you the, Oh my <laughs> God, please. I forget what the please. account's called, but it's like all these, these memes oh. of these like, accounts of like the crap that social media managers put up with it's kind of like, god please send that to me okay that i thought about doing that oh. like from a from a like writing this behind the scenes sort of like actual bullshit that goes on in, in the pr and marketing world especially pr because let's be honest that is a kettle of crazy um we all okay know okay but yeah so i mean when i yeah be, but you i gotta send that to me that's part of this that we've all had the time and the like, and you mentioned too, and sort of rebranding and changing what your business is for those of us that have been able to sort of take the time and look at that. And it's like, I never in a million years would have thought about like wanting to write a book or whatever, but why not? Like use this time to sort of think big picture. And instead of, we're so busy with being in our business every day that we don't work on our business. Like we don't look and at you it. You gotta, you gotta carve the time out. Like that, I, I can't even count the amount of times I've made excuses over the last five years about, oh, the client has to come first. Like, no, 
I mean, yes. No, they don't. But at the same time, like, yeah, you might have to get up a little earlier. You might have to carve out time for yourself on Sunday mornings. But if you want it, you're going to do it. Um, And if you don't want it, then maybe you need to do some major purpose work. Like that's another thing too. But I really love Alyssa's last point about like this no BS account because it leads me to like my last point about this time in particular. Don't be afraid to do something that you love. Like while I did talk about product market fit, at the same time, if you want to start a blog about cooking because you love cooking and it really feeds your soul because you cook something beautiful every night and you take a nice picture of it for your Instagram account, see if you can monetize that. And don't be afraid to be opinionated and don't be afraid to be relatable because that is the type of stuff we all need right now in a world that is so interconnected on the net. Um, Outside of like taking a break from social media, which is so important and putting your phone down and not consuming so much. If you are consuming, you might as well put stuff out there that people can consume wisely. So thinking about being relatable and not... I hate... I always like pump this, but not sales orientated essentially. So like you look at the most successful Instagram accounts and they're like hilarious like feeds full of memes and funny things. Yeah. And in the past, as a as a social media manager, I would have said, oh no, you have to have a super tailored Jillian Harris style Instagram. And maybe for like maybe from a professional standpoint, but you can also like start a presence that is super relatable and hilarious at like like the one Alyssa's mentioning. And now I'm getting a bunch of ideas <laughs> from that. But um, and you don't know, maybe both Dakota and I have secret Instagram accounts where we already diss our we do. industry. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, but don't but. be afraid. Like you don't have to. Well, I long think gone are the days of putting on your nude, um, putting on your your spanks and your nude nylons and walking. That's into never the happening. Office. Like no. again, I'm sitting here in a freaking messy chop knot with a Green Day T-shirt and no bra. Like welcome to Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> I know it feels like you know, and I think that's actually a good point. And and talking about how we've changed or how um, as people through this, I think. I mean, I had little time for BS before. I mean, anybody who knows me knows that, but I certainly have zero time for it now. Um, I will like high heels are over. I'm never going back to that life. Hard pants are over. I'm never going back to that life. Suck. Like why? I mean, I think we as people who have lived through this, I mean, I think if we all think about where we are in our lives right now, we're different and that's just how we are. I haven't colored my hair. Like, and I was like the hair freak. Like I was like five weeks consi- like consistently forever. And I just like, no. I mean, it's just been, I mean, first of all, my my hairstylist uh, live, is outside of the city. So it's just a, it's a big pain now that I'm home all the time, but it's also just hasn't been a priority. I'm just like, there's so many other things. I'm like, I can't, I'm just, no one cares. Yeah. That being said though, like if, if it, if it makes you feel good to, to do all those things, like we're not saying don't. Oh yeah. No, but it's just, I think we, you you have to look at yourself and what, what you've sort of let go these last. Yeah. What's important. What's what's important. And I mean, 
some of the things like we do keep up that are uh, important and some people yeah. like getting up every morning and still getting dressed. Um, and that is important. I like, sorry to interrupt Alyssa, but one thing I do want to point out is obviously there's a time and a place. Like I, I just stated my current, you know, look of duress today. I think bras are over generally too, <laughs> like, to be honest. But if I had a meeting, you know, obviously I would get Shower. a little more professional, right? Looking right now, that being said, um, what, what I'm trying to get at is like, if you are just working at home all day, it, unless it affects your routine and makes you more productive, like don't be hard on yourself. It is okay to take a break and mindfully eat your lunch. It's okay to go for a walk if you're exhausted. It is okay to chill in your PJs and work all day if you know that's what you're comfortable doing. But at the same time, if it feeds your mental health to get up and have a routine, then that's what you should be doing. So just just a whole kind of self-love pep talk there. Yeah. I think though that we just we have to understand both as people and as business owners that how we did things is no longer relevant. And we, as the business owner and we as the person, can make those changes. And our clients and our customers and our employees, whatever, will adapt to those change. So getting back to my original rant about the business owners and this need for this employee relationship, if you're the business owner and you are struggling to understand that being an employee of your company doesn't give you any more respectability than if you were hiring external contractors, it will free your mind a little bit because the responsibility and the cost and the expense of hiring employees vastly outweighs anybody who, especially now where we're all working from home, there is no difference in the quality of work that we would provide as business, like external consultants versus an employee. And you're probably going to get better output from us anyway, because um, you're paying for our time. But you as the business owner get to make those decisions to change. And so my advice to you as a business owner or an employee, if you're an employee right now, you actually have all the power because you don't have to go back to an office and you like shouldn't be forced to regardless because you've done your job and you've done it well for a year in your current environment. So like standing up for for your rights as an employee is a big deal now too but as a business owner like like read the room like things have changed even as employees if you have 5 10 or 50 employees they want flexibility they want to be able to come and go and go pick up their kids and like the, i think the 9 to 5 ideal and this desk like this this sort of ego mentality of like if you're not at work you're not working that's over and if you as if you as a business owner haven't adapted to that and haven't sort of figured out that in order to make your employees or make make your consultants or just the people that are in your business happy in whatever way they want to be happy then your business isn't really going to move forward well because you're stuck at another time and that is the one thing I think that COVID has revealed quite clearly is that that 
80s style work environment that we've all existed in for all these years. Um, it's done. It's done. It's just over. And why is it done? It's done because we as a pla- like as a as a planet over the last year and a half have had to come together in a way that we've never had to before. And if I can think of one word that kind of sets the tone for the future, that word is empathy. Yes. Absolutely. Having empathy for the people around you, being supportive, understanding the whole we're all in this together mentality, really honoring your people. I don't know if you guys uh, ever... If you haven't listened to a couple of our podcasts from the very beginning, there's a really good one. I think it's our third one with a wonderful woman named Tanya Kaszowski. Her entire business model is based off of empathy. It's very Brene Brown, Simon Sinek backed. Um honoring your people, valuing your people, that would be a really good one to listen to if you're kind of reshaping your business model right now and trying to figure out flexibility versus staff versus contractors, that kind of thing, how to, how to set up your workforce properly and how to nurture them. Uh, she's, a, she's a great person to look to for that. So, And I think it's an interesting um, co- comment that Dakota brought up earlier and how she's restructuring her business. Um, as a non-agency model, um, mine's the same as I have always said, I won't have employees. I don't want the responsibility of people's mortgages on my back, but I work with an amazing village of people to run this business and they all have their own businesses too. And so for me, Alyssa Berry Communications success and being able to hire them is their business success. So the more that I can help elevate other people to their to better themselves and their businesses, the better it is for me. But I just will never have that old business model of employees and paychecks and CRA and CPP payments and all of that because that isn't that isn't how I want to structure and. I'm not saying that is a bad way to structure. That is just not in my head to be able to manage that. But it's just our way of seeing our businesses differently and allowing Social Centric and Alyssa Berry Communications to grow globally without the sort of constraints of offices and people and all that kind of stuff. Like if I want a client in Paris tomorrow, which would be awesome, by the way, if anybody in Paris is listening, um, we can do that because we have the flexibility to be able to have um, people in Paris that can do work for us and um, be the sort of liaison to those, those people in the city. Like think big in terms of what your business is. It is not, I mean, I'm all about the whole support local mentality and I get that, but we're in a global world now and you should be thinking globally for your business. And like Dakota said earlier, you can't be Calgary centric or Alberta centric. I mean, we as consultants and business owners have this, this huge opportunity in front of us. And if you're too concerned about um, your sort of local mentality, you're going to miss out on opportunities. hundred percent. And with that said, you guys, we uh, wish you well until the next time and just keep your head up. You've got this and there are great, great things on the horizon. I think 2021 is going to be kind of awesome, I think. You know what? I think in some ways, 
2020 was awesome too. It did. It was right. For different reasons. You're right. That's a good way to look at it. I think I've said this before and I'll say it again. I feel like ever since I stepped into the shoes of, of adult or started adulting, you know, at some point in my early twenties, I used to face challenges and trauma and I've faced, you know, things that a lot of people have faced, loss, death, parents with, you know, addictions, like same thing as everybody else going to post-secondary, figuring that out, like relationships, marriage, divorce, all like lots of things. And I remember, you know, saying to my ex-spouse and and like ex-partners and friends and family, like, oh, next year is going to be so much better. And no, no, you can't do that because life is life and it's hard. And, but it's also awesome. So you just have to kind of look at, look at like your time on earth as what have I learned? How am I reacting? Am I using what I've learned in a positive way? Or am I like dwelling and being negative? And if I'm dwelling and being negative, why am I doing that? And why can't I take it for what it is and transform it into something awesome? Because honestly, we, we grow from hardships. We grow from challenges. And the sooner you can adapt and kind of re- react and then adapt, the better, right? Otherwise, like you're kind of just wallowing. And that's never good. Don't wallow. Don't wallow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we realize that like <laughs> Alyssa and I are very privileged. Yes. So I understand that like not everybody is in the same position as us and everybody has gone through trauma. Everybody has baggage. Um, but again, if you can lean on other people or professionals talk to people, you know, reach out to us if you feel comfortable. Like, I don't care. I'll, I'll hang out on the phone with someone that needs help. Um, would love to hear your story and chat with you. So yeah, like just know that everybody in this world, you know, has an outlet, has resources, professional or otherwise. So use those resources if you need help. And uh, just try to try to keep seeing the positive because life is pretty awesome. If you can see that. Anyway, rant over. Hope you guys have a great day. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode. 